and I'm just apparently yeah. somehow. I honestly I'm think already, we should keep these little parts at the start in. Because... I'm already <laughs> tired from hearing about your big day at F1 Arcade. I'm yawning already. Right, okay. <laughs> we are ready to go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 107 podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, Anish, who has been a very lucky man and has been to the F1 Arcade in the last, when was it, week? Uh, yeah, not last week, the week before. So oh, okay, before so it's old first, news. Yeah, so it's just before the first race. Someone's hating. Someone's hating that they haven't gone yet. Jealousy does not fit well. Like, I don't suit jealousy, I don't think. Um, but yeah, no, obviously, I think I think we were inundated with with lots of random topics the first couple of podcasts, so it'd be great to hear about the experience that you had there. I know you recommended that I give it a go. Of course, I will do my best to give it a visit yep. the next time I'm in the UK, or at the very least in London, which is in the UK, you idiot. Um, but, uh, you said that, not me. Yes, no, I know. I'm just an idiot. Uh, so, yeah, how how was it? How long were you there for, for a start? Um, so... What happens is it's in um, St. Paul's, the one you change in London. Yes. Like a fancy new shopping area. And you basically pay about £15 for four races, which last four minutes each. Okay. So, And then after that, we just had some drinks and food. So overall, the decor, it's really, really cool. So you walk up some stairs and they've just got a massive screen where like, everyone can watch the race. And they have a couple of cool things to do with the race, which is like a pit wall. Yeah. So... I don't have F1 TV, so maybe you can add some more information on. But it's basically like what you see on the pit wall. So you have different camera angles. You have a list of all the drivers, delta times, lap times, everything like that. We'll put some pictures and videos up on, on the mm. socials so people can see. And that's really cool. And the way it's also angled and how you sit it actually feels like you're on a, you're on a pit wall. So it's really cool, really, really nice area. The bar looks amazing. Drinks are standard. Food is Food is okay, actually. But the main thing is the actual arcade part, which is yeah. super, super cool. So you actually sit like a Formula One driver. So mm-hmm. you're like your knees are about up to your chest. Um, they have a Formula One steering wheel with like buttons like torque and everything like that. And you get the real nice clicky paddles. Nice. And you've yeah. got two ultra wide curved monitors. And the top one actually shows like a TV camera angle of where you're on the track so people can see what you're doing as if they were watching a race. And the second monitor is you racing and like the different camera angles. So if you played F1 2022, it's similar to that. But either they've either built something on that game or it's completely standard because it's not the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like a very bespoke racing program. And it's very, very immersive. So you actually feel the dips in the track because it's got force feedback throughout the whole seat. Um, you can feel yourself kind of start to lose the car a little bit and try and catch it if you can. And there's various levels. So if you don't know how to drive a car at all, you can do like super casual, which has all the assists on, all the way to like elite, which is no racing line, no traction control, no braking whatsoever. And yeah, it's it's really good. I recommend anyone that's even slightly into Formula One to go and visit, have a go on the simulators. Because I would say they're kind of, 50% simulator kind of thing. So a little bit arcadey, but definitely has a simulator kind of like feel. So you really you do can feel level like it up yourself. yourself type thing. Yeah. So it's it's really good fun. The force feedback, just the driving position, you really do feel like you're in an F1 car. Yeah. And uh, so what happens is you get four races 
um, and you get points for your position in each race, but also you get points for like being a clean driver, nice. most overtakes, etc. And they have their own in-game currency called Arcadians. So if you win a race, yeah, sure. If you win a race, you get like twenty-five Arcadians, which you can use to spend on some mini games there, which I'll talk about in a bit, or sure. you can use it to enter competitions and buy things and stuff like that. So I think they have partnerships with like HyperX and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, probably yeah. But um, yeah, and they've got two kind of reaction games. I think one's called F1 React, and the other one's called F1. I don't know. So the React game, I believe, so you have the lights go off and you have to tap the screen as soon as the lights go off to get your uh, reaction yeah, time. Yeah, so reaction one, times, two, yeah. And then you have one. So if you've ever seen the drivers do that light exercise, yeah. where they're in front of a wall and lights pop up and they have to hit it, yes. you get to do that as well, which is That's pretty fun. cool. So. Um, I don't know if you knew, but Jensen Button holds the world record for the uh, most number of lights uh, pressed pressed really? on one of those machines. He clearly yep. hasn't seen my record yet, has well, he? Well, <laughs> what, what was your record? Because this was pretty high. I don't know. I think I got 44, but the top one for the week was 54. So Okay, so the world record is 56, I believe. Yeah. If it's the I, same machine or a very similar no, machine. No, no, it's, it's a different machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that his is like the like the official one or whatever yeah, it is. I can, I, yeah. I can dig out the video somewhere. It's pretty cool. But that's very cool that you're using like very similar equipment and similar like not training, but it is training yeah. methods and stuff like that. So I would say they've got thirty to forty of those driving simulators. So yeah. quite a fair amount, and you can go by yourself. You can go in groups and race against your friends or family, which is uh, quite good. And also, which is really cool, mm. they have lights which are shaped in the circuit. So the lights on the ceiling are shaped like circuits. And it's like, damn, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But it's definitely somewhere I would recommend going. And yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, but definitely bring a bring a load of people, so it gets a little bit competitive then. And yeah, that just adds fuel to the fire. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine for for yeah. sure. But uh, they I, do I, race I've watch also... parties as well. So um, they do race watch race watch parties oh so yes yeah you have to book it in advance because i guess they get uh, yeah i was gonna say uh, fully rammed but i'm sure that'll be an experience and a half to watch a race with a few other people yeah probably um, i imagine <laughs> yeah i imagine it's almost like like going to watch football down the pub with your mates type thing yeah because like you know atmosphere. when if you watch at home, you generally, very rarely are you like out of your seat, kind of like screaming, shouting. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> I remember fucking Monza 2021. I was up out of my seat. That was brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's definitely like, when you got a few, few hundred people, a few hundred people actually, that could yeah. be a lot. But when you got a load of people around you, Hamilton's racing, the Stappen's racing, people are amped up, they've got the energy, it, mm. it would definitely be an infectious crowd. But could could you have imagined Abu Dhabi 21 in that room in F1 oh. Arcade? That would have been unreal. I think it would have been 90% pure silence, probably with, <laughs> yeah, probably probably, with yeah. hearing people cry in the background. And ten percent making the noise of ninety percent of the staff fans, yeah, probably, just yeah. screaming and shouting. And I definitely think, as you said earlier, that would be one where like everyone would be jumping up. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever seen the video? I believe it's in Australia where they did record the last lap. 
And I think quite a few of the people there aren't Hamilton fans. Yeah. And there was screaming and shouting when Verstappen took the lead. Mm. I don't know if I can find it. Maybe we can share it on the screen. Or something I mean, maybe like you can give it. You can give it a go finding it. Um, and uh, in the meantime, I'll just let you know. I have been looking at the website, like as as you've been chatting. Uh, yeah. It's it's something I will do my best to, to to actually try and book. Like I said, I'm not I'm not really in the UK that often. Obviously, for work and living, I'm in I'm in Denmark. Uh, but uh, I will be visiting the UK at some point, as as you know. Yeah. Uh, so while you're trying to find that video, I will. I found uh, the video. Oh, perfect! Well, please, I mean, set, pop so, the link in the chat or something like that. I don't know I've, how I'm gonna. How oh, I'm going to yeah. access it and record at the same time, or at least record video. Can, we, can you can you just share your screen? Here is the video. I will unmute it, and uh, podcast fans, you should be able to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so I can't hear that audio. But yeah, so you can't hear the audio, but the uh, podcast fans should be able to. You can get a gist for how things are going. Yeah, I can try and watch it on my screen a little bit. And then try and mark it where it's Yeah, something will get the same as you. Alright, so for those audio listeners, you've got um, turn two, turn three of Abu Dhabi, and what we're probably going to be watching is the dive bomb into turn what? Four? Where Verstappen overtakes him? Yep. Look at it, you see people going crazy. Yeah, people are going mental. So I'm guessing they're not Hamilton fans, the majority of this crowd. Probably not, no. Oh, and then, yeah, you've got Lewis coming back at him a little bit for audio listeners. And oh, I think it's after the after the second long straight, it's yeah, over, Hamilton isn't it? Hamilton goes back on the attack. But yeah, it is mostly just people completely screaming. Um, yeah, which like is it is a bit sad. It is a little <laughs> bit sad. I I will I will easily and happily admit that it's a teeny tiny bit sad. Ah, oh, come on, they're just showing emotion. But I'm guessing this is what the F1 arcade would be like. Yes, had it been Abu Dhabi 2021, but a reverse of what's happening on the screen. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, here's Max going over the finish line. And everyone, of course, celebrating. <laughs> yeah, so you can see you can see that's probably what things would have been like. I will go ahead and close the... Uh, but as you can that. see, the energy is infectious. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I think that I've only ever watched Formula One with, like one or two random people. I don't think I've ever watched it like as a group or with a big group because I'm Billy bloody no mates. But but like <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. Um so I can imagine the atmosphere would probably be pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean it's probably the closest you get to being there live. Yes. And your driver does something or doesn't do something that you like, right? Yeah. Exactly. If you're at um Zandvoort and Max yeah. overtakes someone for the lead, you know those fans are going to be going crazy that you're sitting around them. Yeah, so, exactly. So, um, we felt it, I guess, a little bit when we were in Austria, which we'll talk about in a later episode, where yes. Charles you got the lead from Max. Have a, have a bone to pick with you. 
I didn't catch that, by the way. But in the first episode of the podcast, where you were like, "Oh yeah, we've been to a race," you said Budapest. No, no, no. You said Hungary. No, no, no. no, I did. I said, I said there was a fight with multiple cars at Hungary, which was wrong, and it was Austria. Ah, okay. Right. Well, there we go. (laughs) But you were still right. I did get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it happens. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think it was pretty mad. Do you remember when, obviously in Austria, when Lewis spat off and the whole crowd erupted around us? Yes. And obviously, I like Red Bull Ring is is pretty much a home race. Uh, well, it is a home race of Red Bull, obviously, uh, but it's it's like a second home race of Verstappen, who for some reason has three, which is bloody Netherlands slash Stanford Dutch Grand Prix, then Belgium because he's half Belgian. And then also Austria, because obviously he's Red Bull through and through. So he does kind of have three home Grand Prix. So it, it, there were a lot of Verstappen fans there. Um, and the cheer that went up when Hamilton span off in quali was was ridiculous. Um, yeah. And yeah, that sort of atmosphere in and around F1 Arcade could be really, really fun to, to, to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you put sports fans and alcohol together... <laughs> You're going to get fireworks. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> so, yeah, um, going back to the F1 Arcade, I'd definitely recommend everyone try it. The simulators are yeah. really good fun. Um, I think it's reasonably priced as well, and it's just a really cool place to be. So mm. definitely check it out. Yeah, I think um, uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know on the podcast, like, I'm quite a big like photographer love photography so i imagine it's also like somewhere you can get some pretty cool shots of all like the lights of the ceilings and stuff like that so like uh obviously you took quite a few photos and we will be sharing those on our socials uh, or you will be i won't uh but you'll be sharing those on our socials at, uh, at some point um so that anyone who you know can't google it themselves can just have <laughs> a look at our instagrams or whatever it is um yeah, but uh, yeah, I will. Like I said, I will give it a go and try and try and get myself down to to have a session. Um, in terms of like the the other games and stuff, you said that there were the the coin thingies, the the tokens. So yeah, when you uh, so you either buy these arcadians. Or yeah, I was going to say, do you want to explain it a little bit further? Yeah, it's just their digital currency. Yeah. Um, so you can win these Arcadians when you win races on the simulator. Yeah. Or you can purchase them and you use these Arcadians to play the other games. So the React games that I mentioned there, the one where you hit the lights. And yes. When the lights go out, your reaction time. And you can use those Arcadians to enter competitions to win headsets and other cool stuff. So... Yeah, it's worth winning the races. And I will admit on this podcast that the four races, I didn't win any. That's <laughs> I like take it out. I take it out a few times, but I was second in every race, so I won the overall championship. Nice, yeah, so, congrats. Mr. Consistency over here. Mm-hmm. And guess how many uh, Arcadians you get for winning a championship? A uh, hundred. Zero. What? Zero. You only get Arcadians if you win the race. I'm going to take that up with the FIA myself. I am. I am. Gosh. They they got rid of uh, Michael Massey just at the right time. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. 
Um, I've actually just had no, a look Mikey. At... No, it's not right. <laughs> I've uh, I've actually just had a look at how much it costs to go to F1 Arcade to watch a race, like as general admission. Yeah, because yeah, you have to book tickets. Yeah, yeah you have to book tickets. Bloody forty quid. Ooh, that's that's a lot that. of money. Do you get drinks with it? Does it give you like a couple um, of drinks or something? So, so it says, "Welcome to F1 Ar- Arcade Fan Zone, where you can watch the Grand Prix, Grand Prix, not Grand Prix. What am I, American? <laughs> the Grand Prix uh, in front of our huge TV screens with sound on. Oh, great! Sound is a benefit, is it? <laughs> Seating will be available for many, but not everyone. So arrive early for more chance of securing your spot. So you're not even guaranteed a seat, and you're paying forty quid. It's thirty nine pounds. You're saving yeah. yourself a quid. But it doesn't." bloody include anything or you can upgrade and you can go for the grandstand ticket Ooh. Ooh. Um, which is go for the upgrade and elevate your your race watch party unlimited wine beer bubbles and canapes whilst you watch all the grand prix action priority queuing and a guaranteed seat now included the tables aren't exclusive so you may be sharing with other fans unlimited food and drinks for three hours Unlimited sim racing before and during the Grand Prix, so not after. So you can't. So they literally they're finished. They're like, right, well, we've popped the champagne now. Piss off. Uh, but I mean, for ninety nine pounds, ninety nine pounds. That is. Do you know what? That's not completely terrible considering a pint. Do you know what? That's not completely terrible. If you go out to London, you get yeah. food. You get a few drinks at a bar. You're paying over 100 quid. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest, right? If you if you were to buy dinner, yeah. right, that's 20 quid. Like for, for like a sit down meal. That's like in London. Yeah, easily. That's like one starter. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah one ex- starter. exactly. But, I mean, if you, if you crack open a Mackie D's, right, that's 20 <laughs> quid straight away, right there. But like, all right, call it 25 quid for a for a main course, right? So, and then you have, let's call it two beers while watching the the grand prix that's nine quid a beer in most places in london because why not um so like that's already half your half your ticket and that's without even trying i reckon if you go you could milk it pretty well whether or not it's worth the 99 pounds i don't know that's completely up to you but i still think that's a lot of money the food and drink isn't too bad no I think if you get a good few of you as well, and you come a little bit early, you do the arcade racing. Yeah. Um, don't drink and drive. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, well, it's, it's London, obviously, so you can't drive. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, so you select start time that you arrive from. Oh, apparently there's only three. Um, like three o'clock is the only time you can arrive for general admission for Saudi Arabia. Or the Jeddah GP. Um, so yeah, but I mean, forty quid would you do it? Uh, no, no, ninety nine pounds no. with unlimited beer, wine, bubbles, and canapes. Would you do it? If there was a few of us, yeah. If there was a couple of you, all right, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. I I feel like if there was, say for example, if it was like four of us. Yeah, yeah. And we're in London. We we would probably be watching the Formula One anyway somewhere. Why not give it a go? It is yeah. a bit steep, but I would expect I think for a one-off experience. Yeah, for a one-off, sure. Good. We could, we could, and we could maybe try and go one yeah. one time. I think they they have tickets still available for for Saudi Arabia um, right now, and obviously we're we're about a week away anyway. So it could be something we do. You never know. Yeah, um, the ones that are probably going to go quickly are ones like Silverstone that'll go quickly. Oh wow! I don't need a ticket for that, do I? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Well, is that the surprise you were going to tell yeah. everyone last week? So I, I bought Grand Prix tickets. I am going to Silverstone for the British Grand Prix for the first time ever. I've been to uh, two slash one races, <laughs> uh, depending on whether or not you classify Belgium 2021 as a race. I mean, I don't think you do. I don't. The FIA The do. FIA does. <laughs> However, give Nikita Mazepin back his fastest lap award, you pricks. Because I went to the only race where he had the fastest lap. And that's, that's like... <laughs> that's the only good thing that came out of that. And I'm not kidding. The horrific eight hours in the rain where I was just shivering. We'll cover it more. When we go to Belgium... I will give everyone the full story <laughs> because it is shameful how they treated some of those Formula One fans. Honestly, never got a refund. Oh, but you, Lewis Hamilton sent you an email where if you pay postage, you could get a rain poncho. Yeah, brilliant. I love that, Lewis. Cheers. Useless. Um, the, the poncho is useless, by the way. Uh, you yeah. look like a big green fluorescent bogey. It's so bad. Anywho... Uh, yeah, so I bought um, tickets. I'm on the old pit straight uh, for the three days. So I will be there at the British Grand Prix. Um, really looking forward to it. Um, I kind of had to go. I do have the circuit tattooed, literally tattooed on my bloody arm. So, And I hadn't even been, which is monumentally stupid. But there we go. So I will be visiting uh, July. I think it is July 9th, I think is race day. Um, yeah. But I think I paid about... 500-ish British pounds. Don't know what that is in US dollars um, for anyone interested. But about 500 pounds. Yeah, there are thereabouts, right? But it's for the three days. When you consider the fact that there is a sprint race on the Saturday, as far as I'm aware, plus all of the support races, and I get a covered seat, and we all know how bad British weather is, I don't think that's that bad. Um, I'm gonna, and I'm not kidding, I'm mega bussing it up because there are tickets for, uh, it's like return, like £30 to and from uh, Reading train station, which is where I will be staying. Big up Reading, big up the Royals, you ours. Uh, and <laughs> and um, Reading are like the, oh, I don't know, the Alfa Romeo of Formula One, for those of you who don't really know who Reading Football Club are. Um, not really any good. Never really won anything. Just there, really. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's enough of uh, shitting on Alfa Romeo. But yeah, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to it. Like, I, I genuinely, I'm really looking forward to to visiting. Um, I, I think that I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be kind of glad that I spent a bit more money on act, an actual seat rather than paying what five yeah, pounds for Austria, a camping chair we did in Austria. General admission was um, was painful. And we, um, we can cover considering Austria. I've done grandstand before. Yeah, all right, <laughs> Mister Moneybags. <laughs> uh, who's going to the British Grand Prix with grandstand tickets? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave you the option. I did say if yeah. you want me to get you a ticket, I'll get you a ticket. I mean, you're paying for it, but I'll get you a ticket. But no. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm but, out of the country. But we then, we so. might be looking at. Um, I was going to say Belgium. I I, I we might be looking at Budapest. Uh, yes. potentially for the two of us to go uh, maybe your missus depending on whether or not that that uh, she's free you're free etc etc or whether or not any of us even really want to go anyway um, but yeah like I said really looking forward to, to the race um, I, I had a big smile on my face the rest of the day which is awesome and yeah just looking forward to it it's 
it's um, when trying to calculate, because I'm obviously living in Denmark or wherever you would live, the flights plus the hotel and everything else compared to just the price for the British Grand Prix ticket, because I would be able to stay with family or with friends or something like that when I'm back in the UK, it was actually the cheapest one, pretty much. I was considering uh, Imola, which I will probably maybe do next year, I think. Um, I'd like to, in the past couple of years since I've been able to, after COVID, um, I've been trying to do one race a year. Obviously, last year we went to we went to Austria, and the year before I <coughs> went and mm-hmm. watched the Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, this year is Britain, rain so... Yeah, did. I watched rain, and <laughs> admittedly, I did see some pretty good Formula 2, Formula 3, Porsche Cup races. So, I mean, that was not worth it, but there we go. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll cover the story in, in a proper episode. But, yes, very much looking forward to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess afterwards as well, I'll give everyone the, the down low as to how the days went, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, look forward to, to hearing about it. But, so. um, speaking of going to Britain, there is, <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good segue. Uh, yeah, speaking that is a good of going segue. to Britain, there is the rumor flying around that the uh, Ferrari aerodynamics chief has reportedly resigned um, around, uh-huh, and here's the here's the kicker, UK team interest. Um, supposedly, uh, David Sanchez, who is a Frenchman who'd been working for Ferrari since 2012, um, promoted through the team's ranks, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm literally reading Planet F1. Um, paraphrasing, but yeah, so he worked on the team's 2022 and 2023 cars, um, specifically on the aerodynamic concepts of them. So, supposedly, he has resigned from his job role, uh, and he is going into gardening leave, uh, and then apparently will be available to join, you know, whatever sort of team that he wants to, obviously after serving his garden leave. Apparently, one of those is at McLaren. Which would be kind of interesting, especially, I think, because obviously you've got uh, McLaren's team principal uh, used to work at Ferrari. So potentially it could have been like, hey, mate, fancy coming over to Woking, one of the best places to live in the world. Woking. And going, do you want to, you know, come and work with me, come and work with McLaren boys. Very clearly McLaren need a little bit of help with aerodynamics. They're just building their new wind tunnel. I'm going to put my papaya glasses back on again. Bloody love them. Oh, gosh. You're literally wearing a McLaren hoodie. Sit down. (laughs) (laughs) But it's mainly blue. It's mainly blue. (laughs) True, yeah. We'll give you blue-tinted glasses and we'll give me papaya. But yeah, it's very interesting that um, potentially he's he's on his way over to to UK team. I don't think anything's been confirmed yet. That is that is something to it's to rumor note. mill, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's, it's rumor mill. He could just be retiring to go to I don't know Alpha Tauri if he really wants to. Um, but obviously, with no, because the... if it's they said it's a UK team, so it wouldn't be Alpha Tauri, would it? I, I'm I'm just I'm just pulling a random yeah. team out of nowhere. To be fair, but yes, you're right. It could be. I mean, it might not. I mean, it won't be, be Aston. It won't be Red Bull. Maybe if it's a UK team, you've got Mercedes, McLaren, Haas, Williams, Alpine. Haas have a bit so, of a. Do Haas have a Haas have a base? Don't they in the UK? I thought they were like. Haas Haas have an F one base in the UK, right? Oh no! Do I have no wheel knowledge? 
Uh, I'm googling it now. I put the, yeah, they're based in the US. I know that they're based. Oh, United Kingdom. But, but that's Hass's. Has has employees like employees split split across three sites in the UK, US, and Italy. Because I knew uh, they had a okay. base in Maranello. Yeah, Banbury Banbury Factory. Sounds, yeah. yeah, I'm right. I do have wheel knowledge. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought because Gunter lives in America, doesn't he? So yes, he is Carolina, North South Carolina, something like that. Yeah, some drive to survive, wasn't it? Uh, it was yes. Anyway, so yeah, he could be going to any any UK based team, which I think like nine of ten have some sort of base in the UK. I think the only team that don't have some sort of base in the UK, or two teams, three teams actually. Oh my god, the the, the number just keeps on growing. Ferrari, Alpha Tauri, who kind of have a base because of RB powertrains, Red Bull, kind of, I think. Um okay. and obviously Alpha Romeo who are Swiss based. But yes, I think I think it's 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 gonna be definitely a good hire for whoever wants to pay the man's bills, um, purely from like a a seasoned head in Formula One. He's been around Ferrari since twenty twelve, so he's he's had like what twelve, thirteen, ten, eleven years of Formula One experience. Admittedly, not you know as a chief well, aerodynamic concept. Man, 20, 20, but still, yeah. But twenty twenty three aside, like if he's worked on aerodynamics, he worked on that twenty twenty two car, which it was the second quickest car, yes, for the season. Was hampered by engine problems and strategy problems. True. So he's obviously done a good job. Oh so. yeah, I'm not knocking the bloke whatsoever. I, I think that <laughs> whoever anyone... he goes to next, if it is, uh, are getting a good hire. And Absolutely. if you look at um, Dan Fellows, who joined Aston Martin. Yes, right. you can see him and the people that also, obviously not just him, but other people that they brought on board, have made a big change to that car, and it's it's reaping rewards. True. So, or did he resign yeah. because of the the uh, dented nose on this year's Ferrari? Was that his <laughs> fault? Who knows? Oh gosh, um, yeah, that'd be a very Ferrari thing to do. That, that would be. Let's be honest. I mean, it, I mean, it's highly, highly unlikely, but you know. Speaking of highly, highly unlikely, segue number two, uh, we will have two Formula One world champions racing in NASCAR this year. Oh, yes. So it was announced, obviously, earlier on that Kimi will be returning to returning to, to NASCAR um, with Trackhouse Racing. Uh, but one I didn't really expect Is he was, doing all the races? Um, or is it like what you're about to segue into about a second driver coming in, but he's only doing three races, isn't he? So the second driver, um, who is the record holder or world record holder of that <laughs> button game thing, uh, Mr. Jensen Button, button. by name? Button, button by, by nature. nature. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so he will, we have the worst jokes on this podcast. Uh, but he, uh, Mr. Mr. Button will also be uh, taking part in, in NASCAR. He will only be racing three races, um, but two F1 World Champions in a NASCAR race. I don't think that that's happened before. I'll probably be proven wrong. We're like, oh, actually, in 1973, these three <laughs> Formula One champions won, um, and they all, they all crashed into each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's my F1 statistical uh, 
nerd voice. Um, it's like a male Karen. Like, oh, actually, <laughs> the SF-23. Yeah, but anyway, so so that's going to be interesting as well. I mean, I'll be honest, it's NASCAR. It's turning to the left. I don't particularly care. However, yeah. it's pretty interesting that you've got Formula 1 drivers knocking over there. I genuinely think, obviously, we're good. this is off the topic of Formula 1. What Jensen actually took part in, which was uh, which was like the this like Nitro Cross racing, uh, Nitro Rally Cross, that's more interesting. I don't know if you've actually had a look into that, but it's these um, electric rally cars all sort of going around in like these very small circuits. But it has like a drone camera following them and it like yeah. follows them over jumps and stuff like that. And you've got like Travis Pastrana taking part as well. Um, if you're looking for some good YouTube to watch while while Formula One isn't going on, have a look at Nitro Rallycross because that is genuinely very very entertaining. Anyway, besides the point, uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's as you can tell, Jacob to, loves photography. <laughs> oh well, yeah, uh, and drone stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to to see. I think it will be very interesting to see how many Formula 1 world champions actually end up racing in NASCAR at all, considering Lewis Hamilton sort of eaten up all of the recent ones, um, besides the last two, but you know. Um, but I think that seeing seeing ex-Formula 1 drivers of golf and do other bits and pieces once they've retired is always very interesting. Oh, because Alonso typically Le Mans. Yeah, Alonso Alonso winning Le Mans. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Nico Hülkenberg winning. Nico did he, win? he won Le Mans, didn't he? I think he did win Le Mans. Um, yeah. What's his name? Marcus Ericsson, I think. Maybe. Marcus Ericsson, yeah. Won Indy. Um, who was that British driver? Max Chilton? Max Chilton, he moved over to America. I think he's won a few races there. Don't know off the so, top of my head. Yes, Max Chilton. But if... Uh, one thing that I wanted to follow up on around this was obviously Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. Why aren't... Why aren't you doing this? Probably because he has a contract with Red Bull. True. And they're but, probably like, look, we but, don't want you in another series because if you get injured and Sergio and Max are unable to race. True, I do, I, do, I do get that. I mean, Red Bull do have other reserve drivers, but I mean, this this potentially would seem right up Daniel Street to do three random NASCAR yeah, races. Because wasn't one of the things he made a bet with Zach was to drive that car. Was to drive race. the um, yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car or whoever. Again, I know nothing about NASCAR, so I do apologise. Same here. Um, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. could be playing golf for all I know. I've just heard the name. But it was some famous NASCARist's car. I don't, oh, I don't know. You must know Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> I've got no idea who this bloke is. He could be a I know, golfer. I know rally and I know Formula One. That's about it. That, that <laughs> genuinely, that's about it. Um, when it comes to racing, uh, but yeah, I, I I think it would be very interesting to see like how many Formula One drivers like dip into um, dip into NASCAR. Uh, but that yeah. also being said, like it's it's just very strange that it never usually goes particularly well the other way round. Like, you don't ever see drivers coming in from Indy or Rally or wherever, even Le Mans, yeah. coming into Formula One and really hitting the ground running. And my question to you is, do you think that's partly because they're not immediately shoved or really given that much of an opportunity 
in a very competitive car? Or do you think that it's because that skill level is just so much higher in Formula 1 that they can't really make a dent? Because if you look at someone like Romain Grosjean, who admittedly probably had his chance a couple of times in a decent car to win a couple of races, that sort of thing, he he almost won in Indy 500. Uh, Indy yeah. 500. In, um, at the weekend. It, it's, a, it's a little bit of a strange one. I mean, I, I kind of go either way. And the reason why is I think there is probably a bit of a steeper learning curve with Formula One, yeah, super high downfall. It's it's different to Indy, right? Which yeah. is not saying it takes any less skill, but the oval circuits and they're not they're not as many street circuits. No, um, so I think that could be a little bit of a steeper learning curve. But the other side is, I've heard drivers go to like when they go to Indy, it's like this is fucking scary. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is scary. Which you know you think that they should be able to make that transition to F one. Because yeah, even though like I said, it's that like oval racing. They're like the speed mm. that they're going at. They're like this is this is definitely something else. I thing. think I think uh, it's the levels of downforce, right? Because I remember yeah, it's hearing a different from, type of racing as well. Yeah, I remember hearing from Pato Award, who is the Indy car driver for McLaren. He did a uh, he did a test um, for McLaren in Abu Dhabi at the end of last year, year before I think, year before he might have done it again this year. He did it in Barcelona this year actually as well. Um, but it was interesting to hear him get out of the car after the first time that he drove it in Abu Dhabi, and he was like, it's it's unlike anything else. Like, it just is unlike anything else. Um, I think I, I think that it's it's that level of downforce and that, that not connection to the car, but how raw it is compared to, compared to other types of driving, probably. Yeah, and if you think about it, these drivers that come in F3, F2, F1, of like they, they build themselves up to f1 whereas if you're coming over from indycar nascar you don't have that base of an f because you know when people some of those people are like lucky to drive formula one cars so when they go out they say okay go in a formula renault car first go in this kind of car first and yeah. they'll build themselves up to an f1 car and even then they're never using it to its maximum capability and i think that's what happens these younger drivers that are coming in like, like charles and max you know, F3, if you take Piastri, right? F3, yeah. F2, and then F1. And that gives teams that knowledge that, yeah, they can handle the cars. They do understand. Because, admittedly, like I said, we're not too much into NASCAR and IndyCar, so we don't know too much around no, true. pit stops and strategy and tyre management and things like that. But you do get a little bit of that base knowledge yeah. when you're coming up through the Formula ranks. So that could be, they're just at a little bit of a disadvantage. But I think if you took... One of those drivers allowed them F3, F2 experience. They did a few races in F1. Mm. I think they'd get up there pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, if you put, let's say, for example, if you put, because of, purely because it's been mentioned before, if you put Pato Award, who yeah. is, I believe, hold on, I th- uh, let me, Pato Award. I can't remember how old he is. Um, I just wanted to double check. Yeah, he's 23. Um, oh, God, I'm older than him. Jesus. <laughs> Um, if he's 23, right, uh, if you were to have put him into F2 this year, do you reckon he would have walked it? Do you reckon, like, that sort of level, like, you've won an IndyCar race before, you're an IndyCar race, race winner, we drop you into Formula 2, what's going to happen over a whole season? Well... Like we're basically stabbing in the dark, but I we think are. he'll do better than people expect. I reckon he'd probably be mid midfield, maybe get the odd podium now and then. 
You don't um, you don't think he'd come into F two and walk it? No, I don't think he'd come into F two. I, I think he I think he'd probably finish top five in the championship overall. Yeah, I think I would I would say between ten and five. I think I think F two obviously is, is different to F one. It's a different beast. I understand that F F one is also, you know, completely different to to um Indy. But I reckon he'd make top five. Okay. I reckon okay. he back top five. I think anything less than top five would probably be quite embarrassing for for him as well. He has <laughs> he has experience in Formula One cars as well. Like, admittedly, probably with the engine turned down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but but still, I reckon he would he would probably be pretty pretty good in F two, um, and probably pretty good like if you were to just drag and drop him into a random new team in, in Formula 1 in a midfield team, like if you gave him Zhu's seat or Bottas's seat, he'd probably pick up a decent amount of points and do as well as anyone could in, in a midfield car. Um, potentially. Again, I have zero wheel knowledge when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to Indy 500 or anything like that. Um, but like in terms of the skill, I would imagine that's probably where it is. You could do a decent job, but you wouldn't set the world alight type thing. And this is just an average IndyCar driver. I don't think, and this is no disrespect to any IndyCar driver, but uh, or or Pato, it, obviously because we're using him as an example. I don't think that he would necessarily, you know, set the world alight. But at the same time, like I don't think he would do absolute rubbish, like for example, Mazepin did in his first couple of years and that sort of stuff. What well, first two years slash only two years, let's be honest. Um, but it would be very interesting to see. I think, like I said, F two top five probably. Um, but again, it's a different beast, completely different beast. Yeah, it is. Talking about different beasts, um, since I know we're running close to time. Uh, Otmar Salfra. How do you say his name? Otmar Salfra. I'm just going to call him Otmar. I'm just going to say Otmar. Otmar Everyone knows, is easier. Everyone knows yeah. that Otmar is. Came out with a, what I'd like to say, thinly veiled hint at cheating to some of the top teams. He did, yes. About um, a little loophole that teams could be using to bypass the cost cap. So what he mentioned was the big teams like Mercedes, Red Bull, I think even aimed this at Aston Martin, Ferrari as well. We'll take Ferrari. Yep. Have a separate what you would call technology division. Yes. Where they can say, hey, we're building hypercars, different types of technology, where we can use unlimited wind tunnel time, unlimited resources, unlimited people, unlimited money. And maybe we can transfer some of that knowledge to our F1 teams. So it's bypassing the limited wind tunnel time. It's bypassing the cost cap on hiring people. Yep. And I think there is something there, you know. I I think if if he's saying something like that, then I'm guessing he's got maybe somewhat of an idea that teams are doing it. But if you look at it, what's his name? Let's take Aston Martin. Do you know Martin Whitmarsh works for Aston Martin? He works for a very specific part of Aston okay. Martin. And the specific part he works for is called Aston Martin Performance Technologies. Yeah, AMPR, right? AMPT. So you have someone who's got a lot of experience in Formula One heading this part of Aston Martin, performance technologies. What does that even mean, performance technologies, right? And we know they've been releasing their hyper cars and they've got more cars in the pipeline. But what's to stop him saying, oh, we've got loads of wind tunnel time. Let's try out these concepts and then going over to Aston Martin Racing and say, 
you might want to try this with your front wing. You might want to try this with yeah. ground effects, you know? So Because obviously you can't transfer the technology from one side to the other, but you can from an outside of F1 technically could give that information over. True. I mean, if one of us were to discover how to reduce the McLaren's drag on the straights <laughs> and we posted a yeah. video on TikTok, McLaren are more than welcome to that information and they can go ahead and, you know, start winning races like everyone wants. But um, yeah. but I think this is, it's very cheeky, but yeah. it doesn't surprise me. I think it's on a similar level to, to, it's on a similar level to Manchester City, like, yeah. having sister clubs and stuff like that or, or like it's not Manchester City, City sorry like like football teams having sister clubs and stuff like that like same owners and they can yeah. transfer um, loan players and stuff like that between the two to get around any cost cap situations or anything like that um, it happened for example to to Reading the same owners bought a club in like some weird bloody I think it was the Belgian like third division or second division or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And they actually moved some of the finances over to that club and ruined that club trying to save Reading, which is yeah. weird. Um, but they didn't get in trouble for it because that was sharing the resources and stuff like that. Um, yeah. it's, Look, if, it's, there, if there's a way around it, these teams will find a way. Yeah, I think Formula, they, Formula they, One they is uber competitive. Will. And when you're Mercedes say for example yeah. and your backs up against the wall like it is this year in terms of like comparing it to recent success if you're mercedes and you're comparing your success this year or last year where you only won one race compared to the year before where you won a few and the year before where you you know completely walked over everyone as like in the championships both of them um when you when you look at it like that and your budget has been slashed from reportedly 430 million dollars to 130 million dollars do you not think that the like already what they've done is they've increased their partnership with Williams Williams yeah. have some of the highest wind tunnel time do you not think that there's going to be some information sharing there potentially as well i don't i don't know whether or not that's against like FIA rules or anything like that but i'm sure that somebody at Williams will go, ooh, this might be a good idea if we add uh, winglets to, to the this specific part of the side pod or we have gills on this specific side, yeah. part of the side pods I, like, like, and have some sort of breakthrough that there's not going to be some sort of copying or something like that or information leaked or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I think it's bad. I, I, it is bad regardless. I think, I think it's interesting he's come out with it. Um, yeah. Whether he's shit stirring, he knows something, or has a hunch, I think it's very interesting he's come out with it. And like I said, Martin Whitmarsh, Martin Whitmarsh is head of Aston Martin Performance Technologies. I think that's what it's called. And F1 comes under his remit, so I'm mm. guessing the hypercars and other stuff also come under his remit. And yeah, look, if I was in this position, you'd be stupid like not to. It's like, hey, we've just tried this out with uh, one of our hypercars. You might want to put it in, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, and the thing like that is it's super difficult to enforce that. The FIA can't say, stop doing it. They're like, well, no, this is our business, right? We yeah. also sell hypercars. We also do this. We also do that. You know, yeah. We also work on yachts. You know? Yeah. So things like that. So, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Well, we'll see how it goes throughout the season. But I yeah. don't think we've had the last of that. As, as far as I can see the FIA haven't really done anything about it yet or said anything about it. So I think yeah. up until that point or up until the point where 
like it becomes stupidly obvious that like a team has taken a massive massive advantage from from yeah. one of these things like for example if alfa romeo all of a sudden starts doing hypercars and then the year later they have this absolute rocket of a car that wins every single race <laughs> questions will be asked but i think up until where there's like a questionable like improvement or whatever it is like upgrade that comes to this for example it could be audi let's say audi make hypercars right uh and they're obviously coming in as a as an engine supplier if if they come in and they have some outlandish like engine that you know performs so much better than the other the other competition and stuff like that then potentially questions could be asked then you just you just don't know um at all really yeah, yeah. I think maybe one for the next podcast is there was rumours that uh, Zach Brown visited Red Bull to look at using their engines. Yes, but I so so to cover that very quickly. Apparently, the meetings were only natural. Like when your when your okay. engine supplier like contract um, for teams that don't you know develop their own power unit, those conversations yeah. are natural. You do shop around. You do see who else is developing what. Um, and especially given the regulation changes around engines coming soon as well, you're going to be looking at other stuff and you're going to want to know which horse to back. So I, I think it's perfectly normal. I wouldn't read too much into it personally. Um, I think that obviously Mercedes still make an incredible engine. Look at the bloody green Red Bull. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't see anything wrong with you know, looking looking around or sticking with Mercedes if you're if you're McLaren. Um I think that the only option which they shouldn't do is reportedly go back to Honda. Cause supposedly okay. Honda are looking at coming back because Honda come in and out and in and out and it's just all over the place. This would potentially give them some sort of in. I just feel like it would be going backwards. McLaren in the Honda era, it's just GP2 engine. It's just not good history there. Um, yeah, but they also do have good history in the times of Senna and Prost. Yeah, so. I, I, and, I don't know. And, and there was then lots it, of there was lots of things going around where like they made Honda design the engine around the car when they should have been more flexible. So yeah, yeah, we'll discuss it another time. But yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing another McLaren Honda. So yeah. I think we should have a jingle for Meme of the Week. <laughs> so uh, sorry to all our audio listeners, but we'll bring some stuff on screen, but we'll try and describe it. So I've just seen oh, the first meme. I've seen the first meme. So I think it's quite good, but <laughs> we'll see what you, we'll see what your thoughts oh, are God. on it. Right, okay, yeah. Here we go. Are you going to share your screen? I'm going to share my screen, but there's no video, so we can see it. I, All right. Well, let me see if so, I can uh, if I can position uh, the memes correctly and also our cameras correctly. All right. I'll well, I guess that's probably I'll the zoom. best we can do. All right. I zoomed it. Right. Mercedes headquarters are considering giving the strongest engines to Aston Martin. Right. Toto Wolf. Right now. I don't care if you win. I just need Red Bull to lose. Yeah. Arguably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> I don't care if you win, I just, just need Red Bull to, to lose. <laughs> all right, this one's not that good, but this one's fucking brilliant, all right? So this is a fake Daniel Ricciardo oh, Instagram account who's messaging someone. Hey, it's me, Daniel Ricciardo, <laughs> from famous Netflix series Drive and Survive. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I need $300 to get a new rear wing to beat Lewis Hamilton, spelt wrongly. This is my private account. I promise it's me. <laughs> no, it doesn't really say it's me. It says it's me. <laughs> I am a high performance athlete. Kiki, I, I, Kiki. Oh, wow. Oh, this is That's so, good. so bad. It's so bad. It's They're just so horrific. Bad. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a sick person to enjoy Hamilton struggling in the midfield. Me. <laughs> Vettel with two thumbs up. <laughs> that, that one's pretty good. I, I'll oh give you that. That, that one's quite nice. I do love a Vettel. This, this, is, this is my favorite one. F1 YouTubers jumping to conclusions after oh, just the first God. race of the yeah. season. I mean, I mean, and to it's be Ricardo fair, in the Monaco pool. We we are partly in that camp. We are partly jumping to conclusions. It's so much fun jumping to conclusions. Oh yeah, but I, I guess oh, yeah, with us, we are we are willing to admit that we are wrong, and we kind of just do it because it's fun. But yeah, I mean, once all the hype dies down. Like it'll be interesting to see where Aston Martin are. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like like I said, like after like five races, we'll yeah. uh yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh the I thought you were financially stable meme is pretty good. It's uh <laughs> it's uh uh yeah, a Squid Games meme of somebody talking to somebody else, Hass talking to McLaren. Um <laughs> why are you here? I thought you were financially stable. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. The, the thing is, they're so bad, it's good. Yeah. It just, so, oh, some of them God. are just so, yeah, so ridiculous. I don't even get this one. Yeah, some of them, yeah, some of them aren't, aren't great. <laughs> Least sensational F1 YouTuber is Oscar Piastri a fraud. Gosh. Okay, yeah, SpongeBob, you've got it set to M for McLaren when it should be set to W for Williams. Oh my god! Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I, I think uh, I think that one of one of the best memes uh, <coughs> uh, from the past few weeks is just like any like tear maker uh, where it just has. Um, it just has like like Williams as a category, and then it's just the McLaren logo replaced there instead. In any like tier maker, it's pretty it's pretty good. On that the was online. that was funny. And yeah. Ferrari have their own tier. Ferrari have their own tier because Ferrari, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, but that is that is pretty much it, I think. Um, yep. For anyone audio or video listening, thank you very much for for listening slash watching. Um, I would like to invite you to follow the podcast on podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is, as it really does help. Give it a little rating if you if you fancy it. Even if you think it's rubbish, it will still help having a rating, to be completely honest. Uh, please do five stars, though. Please, I beg of you. Um, but yes, so please leave a rating. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast. It really does mean a lot to the both of us. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week for... A Jeddah recap thingy race review. We really need to come up with better names for this, don't we? Like no, this. our our unprofessionalism makes us endearing. <laughs> sure, yeah, we'll 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 go with that, and definitely not just bad. 
we will. We will. I mean, we tried some new things out this week, so yeah. yeah I think, uh, like but I said, as I've, I've, uh, for anyone watching on YouTube, I need to I need to sort out the the video for like when we're presenting things for it to still look pretty because that was horrific. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But again, our unprofessionalism is endearing. But yeah, true. And if you're audio listening, go check us out on the YouTube. You can see yeah. how badly these memes looked <laughs> on our screens because it was great. I know. Um, um, but I think, yeah, we're really excited to keep on going with this. Episode three is obviously in the bag now. Um, and we will be back for four, five, not six, but we'll be back for seven. <laughs> Cheers, I thought you were going to throw a Hamilton joke in there and say, well, we won't be back for eight. <laughs> oh, no, we won't be back that. Oh, damn it. Why? Why didn't I do that? That's so frustrating. But yeah, oh. uh, please do, if you want, like, subscribe, whatever. It'd be good to, it'd be good to get your feedback on what we can, oh, yeah, if you have what any we feedback. should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, even invite some of you all onto the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Episode three is done, probably like Max's third world championship. And yeah, we shall see you, speak to you next week for Jeddah. Yes. See you. See you all later. Bye. <laughs>